0: You're listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration, a podcast dedicated to helping software executives stay on the cutting edge of sales and marketing in their industry. Let's get into the show.
1: Hi, welcome to B2B Revenue Acceleration. My name is Aurélien Moutier, and I'm here today with Ojas Regé from MobileIon. How are you doing today, Ojas? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. That's a pleasure. So today... We have invited you to speak about the power of podcasting within the tech industry. But before we get started, can you please introduce yourself as well as your company, MobileIron, to our listeners?
0: Sure, absolutely. So MobileIron is a mobile security company. We've been around for about 11 years. We kicked off the company right when the first iPhone launched uh, back in 2007. And what the company does is build a software platform that other companies can use, IT professionals can use, to deploy applications to their employees and make sure that the data is secure. So anyone who wants to go through a mobile transformation within their organization would use a solution like MobileIron. For me personally, my role in mobile goes a little bit further back than that. I, uh, I've been in mobile for 20 years now and in IT for a little bit over 30 years. And so it's always been gratifying to you know, see, uh, see mobile actually take hold and really fundamentally change the way people live and work. So at MobileIron, I'm responsible for strategy overall, as well as uh, marketing.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for that, Ojas. So I know that you recently launched a, a podcast or the podcast Rethink IT where you, you provide practical and provocative perspectives on the future of IT. We have lots of clients who are asking us, particularly since we started podcasting for ourselves, how do you do it? Is it worth it? Is it a good, do you get return, et cetera, et cetera? So lots of great questions. So we saw that the best way to potentially answer those questions, but also get a perspective on those questions is to ask someone who's been doing it himself or ask a company who's been doing it themselves. So could you please share with us what, first of all, motivated you to get started and and what were your objectives or are your objectives with running podcasts?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. So as you mentioned, we just started our uh, Rethink IT podcast uh, this year in 2018. And I play the role of host, bringing on a whole variety of people from uh, different aspects of IT and the industry who are experts on particular things that, that are of top of mind for senior IT executives. So, so why did we decide to do it? Because clearly it takes time, it takes effort, energy, money, <laughs> right? all those things. The catalyst for this was um, earlier in the year, We were spending a lot of time as an organization thinking about where do people go for information? Because there's no doubt that marketing has changed fundamentally with the advent of digital media. But also there's two things that's done that's created a lot of content, but it's also created a massive amount of noise. So if you're a senior IT executive, which is the type of people that that we want to be using our product or thinking about our product, you don't have the time in your day to go and explore a whole variety of things. You don't respond to the traditional data sheets or the traditional white papers, right? You consume media in a very different way. And so there was two aspects of us deciding to start the podcast. One is a realization that the way that people are consuming information is fundamentally different than it was in the past. And therefore, we, of course, need to evolve with that. And secondly, realizing that podcasts themselves play a particular role. Because in this world where so many people commute, (laughs) and that's the key here, so many people commute, they have time in their car. And what they consume in their car is podcasts. So we had the opportunity to come up with a focus and a format which I can describe, which was short, concise, and a practical and provocative, as you said, insights into topics that were top of mind for senior IT executives. For the marketing people that might be listening to this, think about this as top of the funnel activity to establish thought leadership for us as an organization. We never in our podcast advertise mobile iron, right? That's not the purpose of the podcast. It's from mobile iron, but it's really to help IT professionals think a little bit differently about their future. I think that's wonderful,
1: and that's really what it's all about. The thought leadership, I think, it's it's important, and being provocative is what probably get people to listen to the next one as well. Um, you know, having having a little bit of a voice out there and challenging potentially preconceived ideas is definitely something that we uh, we always try to do, and and something that we believe brings value as well as bring loyalty, if you will, from 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 the listener because they they you almost get them excited about the next episode. Mm-hmm. We hear a lot that podcasting is the new blogging. And I think you kind of mentioned a few points in in your previous point around white paper and the traditional way of consuming information, which is basically writing down information and someone reading it. But we hear a lot that podcasting is the
0: new blogging. Do you agree with that statement? (laughs) Well, it's uh, everything is always the new something. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I, I don't think we view it that way. I think that we all, we have multiple senses. We have vision. We have you know sight, right? Obviously, vision. We have our ears. So, uh, from from my perspective, it's not necessarily that it's the new blogging, but it's a area of information dissemination and consumption that many companies have not explored in the way that they should. So it is an aspect of blogging, right? Because what is blogging, right? In general, you know, that, that's probably an interesting question too, right? Blogging itself means so many different things to different people. Mm-hmm. But, but usually what blogging is, it's an individual or an organization that has a particular point in view and they want to express that point in view. Traditionally, they've done that through, you know, the written word. They might also do that through video. And podcasting, of course, is a third way to do that in a way that's, you know, more amenable to, as I said, commute and uh, you know, environments in which uh, the, the reading or the video watching is, is, not, uh, is not viable for folks. So, so I think that it's another part of the mix of being able to get a message out in a way that individuals can consume it. And I believe that there are different people consume information different ways. So it expands if someone's thinking about doing a podcast, it can expand the audience that you could uh, potentially reach and have uh, participate in your uh, in your content.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think also, the, I guess the idea is that once you've got the content, once you recorded the podcast, it should be pretty straightforward. Well, it, it will take a little bit of time and efforts and money, but it should be pretty straightforward to put that into a blog post or put that into some sort of other type of content. Maybe not a video because that's, that's another medium altogether and you will have to redo it. But once you've got the recording, you can also use it in a different way or cr- or it through another medium so you almost give the choice to your the community you want to talk to or you want to engage with to almost pick and choose from 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 the different medium which one is the most convenient for them depending on the time on the day and depending if they're commuting or not etc etc so yeah i think it's it's interesting we really see it as a way to also engage with clients or with prospects or i guess people who already engage with that will coming back to the sort of leadership that will be engaged with us, have a chat with us, potentially speak with some mm-hmm. of our competitors as well, but then realize that we've got all that great content available and in different ways. So again, when you find content, there is nothing more frustrating than, you know, the content not being in the format you want to digest. So for example, you get a video, but you are in the middle of the office and you don't have your headset on. So mm-hmm. you can't really watch it. So you get, so it's always very practical to have those different medium. And, and that's also one of the reasons why we're doing it. So, if I was to, to advise any of the technology vendors we work with, and we had a few that already came to us and asked us what it would take to get started. And obviously, we've got our perspective, but we've got a perspective from operatics, which is slightly different from their business, which is slightly different from the, the type of content they want to create and all that. But from your perspective, from a vendor perspective, podcasting on the future of IT, if we were to advise any of our clients or, or partners about doing it themselves, what would you say is the first pieces of, or the first tips that you would provide them?
0: Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the technology. The technology is easy. That would be my first advice. What What you have to start with is a mindset and the host. And I think that that is so essential because podcasting to blogging, uh, to a traditional blogging, like you were talking before, or videos, it's kind of like the difference between radio and television, right? Yeah. When you only have voice, you have to grab people's attention in a very different way than when you have the additional media video available, right? And, and, and vision. So, so step number one, I think, is to identify who is actually going to facilitate the podcast. And you may have a podcast where it's just someone talking, or you may have an interview, which is the format that we do, but either way that decision is absolutely essential because the podcast is going to live or die based on how concise, how clear, how well thought through and frankly, how entertaining and interesting a facilitator and the guests or just the the speaker are, right? So that's number one. You've got to figure out who the people are that are going to actually be providing the content and able to talk the content in an expert manner. And combined with that, there's also the mindset because I do believe that many companies fall into this trap where they think the podcast is a way to advertise their materials and no one wants another ad, right? No, no one wants an ad for your company. They want to learn something. And so starting with a mindset that every podcast should teach something that's of relevance to the audience you decide, and then having the right voice and having the right personality to be able to facilitate or lead that is, is essential.
1: Okay. So it's really about the people, so the guest and the host at the end of the day.
0: It, it is because this is all about connection. Content is about connection and the beauty of the podcast versus the written word is you have personality and humanity attached to it, so it's got to be something that connects that personality and that humanity has to be something that connects with of course the audience that you're targeting okay
1: and for the content itself, so for the guest, do you have any tips in terms of the strategy or how you go about it? i mean do you do you go for potential I know that you are starting, so you probably will evolve over time, but are you planning on going to end user themselves and finding some disruptive potential client that could come in and and share their, their crazy idea. Are you looking for analysts that will, will come up with a
0: new view? I want yep. experts. I want experts who are spending time thinking about not what's happened in the past, but what's going to happen in the future. And those experts can come from all different roles. So if I think about the folks that, um, that we've got lined up, we've got people from multiple different companies, we've got you know, experts and, you know, and like, for example, the, the person who did the original technology for Siri, <laughs> I yeah,
1: was working on a good. lot of interesting
0: AI stuff. Uh, so, so in my mind, again, it, it's, it's like uh, you're hosting a show and you have to understand your audience really well. And then it doesn't necessarily matter what background the individual is that you're going to have on the show, but they have to have subject matter expertise on the topic. So normally what I do, we keep our podcast short. We keep them to about 10 minutes or so. Sometimes they're a little longer, but not much. And I'll have a topic that me and the the guest have talked about. So it could be 5G. What's the implication of 5G? Or it could be blockchain beyond cryptocurrency, right? These are the type of topics. And then then we talk about what are the one or two key aha points we want to get across in the session. Because in 10 minutes, you can really only get one or two key points across, but we don't practice it because if you practice it, then it becomes too artificial. So we just know what the key points are. And we know the topic and it's the host's responsibility to keep it really moving and flowing effectively. And as long as we can make those key points, have a really kind of engaged back and forth between us, then I feel like it's a successful podcast.
1: Well, you've got it figured out. I mean, this is, this is a best practice that is best. So now we know we, we're going to also benefit from that and, and I'm sure use it in the future. We, we do exactly the same. So uh, I, I guess the only thing that we try to add from our side is also to to connect with some potential clients of us also have that sort of interaction. In a way, you know, kind of build up a relationship in the, in the early stage. But look, thanks for that, Ojas. That was very, very useful. Um, I'm sure that conversation was very insightful. And we'll answer some of the questions that were asked about how do I get on doing podcasts if I am a technology vendor? And I'm really keen to find a new medium to, to speak to, to, my, uh, to my community. Now, if anyone wants to connect with yourself or connect with Mobile Iron, what is the best way to get in touch?
0: Well, you can certainly come to our website, which is www.mobileiron.com. But we also have an email specifically for the podcast called rethink at mobileiron.com. And so you can certainly send an email to that as well. And uh, we'll get that and uh, absolutely respond back. Well, that's great. Many
1: thanks again for your time today. It was wonderful to have you on the podcast.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Operatics has redefined the meaning of revenue generation for technology companies worldwide. While the traditional concepts of building and managing inside sales teams in-house has existed for many years, companies are struggling with a lack of focus, agility, and scale required in today's fast and complex world of enterprise technology sales. See how Operatics can help your company accelerate pipeline at operatics.net. You've been listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.